Welcome to the Why on Earth Community's Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series. Today, we have the opportunity to visit with Dr. Anita Sanchez. Hi, Anita. Hi, glad to be here. It's so great to be able to visit with you today. And I'm so thrilled that we're doing this in your home. Yes. And we have a very special person, entity, being with us uh, yeah. here right behind us. Yeah, we can acknowledge us, huh? the grandmother, the Janae grandmother. I uh, was teaching all the babies the original knowledge, the oral history, and of course they all listen. It's so beautiful, and we'll, we'll be talking a little bit more about that. Okay. Uh, Dr. Anita Sanchez is Azteca and Mexican-American, and is a board member of both the Pachamama Alliance and Bioneers. Anita inspires people to discover and trust their gifts so that they become life-giving connections to people and to the earth. She has trained thousands of leaders in global corporations and nonprofits. Using indigenous wisdom and modern science, Anita guides leaders in creating caring and inclusive workplaces and communities. TEDx presenter of Humanity's Hope, Anita is also the author of four books, including the number one international best-selling Success University for Women in Business, and The Four Sacred Gifts, published by Simon & Schuster. She leads an annual journey into the Amazon rainforest for the Pachamama Alliance to support people to discover and deepen their purpose and the importance of sustaining our Earth. Anita, I'm so excited we have the opportunity to speak with you today, especially given your incredible depth and connection in the indigenous wisdom and the way you're bridging that over into the work that you do in the corporate world. It's beautiful. It's what we need in these times. And uh, I'm just curious, what um, got you started in, in that kind of integration work? Yes. I didn't, I didn't have the, the language for it, but I will say it dates way back to age three and four, my mm. earliest memories of a dream that I still have today. And in that dream, there's the earth and there's all these stick people, different colors, and we have our hands on each other's hearts. And I remember in kindergarten where the teacher said, you know, draw what you're going to be when you grow up. And people drew wonderful things, mommies, daddies. But I drew this picture of my dream and I said, and I'm one of them and they're all over the world. And so there I already knew that part of what my purpose was, part of what I was going to be doing was connecting hearts. And so I've always loved uh, learning. So I loved school. So, of course, I went on to get PhD, but I also knew that this dream just kept coming to and coming to me. And so what it turns out to be is I'm an organization development consultant. You know, I uh, focus in on human systems uh, and uh, positive change using positive psychology and things. But that's where all the learnings that I got growing up and still to this day by engaging with amazing wisdom keepers from different traditions, all indigenous that I'm able to weave that together because otherwise people really think we're gone. Mm. Too many people think, oh, or but that just belongs there. Now we've done that, let's, let's get on with the business. So wait a minute, this wisdom is so needed now. We even have like the United Nations finally in their report saying we're, we're essential. I wanna use the language they said, indigenous people are essential to reversing global warming. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so beautiful. It's yeah. so needed. It's so necessary. It's so logical, yes. right? And one of the one of the things that 
increasingly strikes me in this work that we're doing, healing earth, healing our relationships with earth, with each other, is that when we apply logic, it actually requires us to open up our awareness, our thinking to incorporate things like indigenous wisdom, which are often informed by thousands upon thousands of years of ecological knowledge, for example. Exactly. And my gosh, to, to help share that message in all kinds of contexts is so powerful. It's very powerful. And as you say, well, indigenous people all over the world were the first scientists. Yeah. And when you look at science, of course, I'm a social scientist. When you look at science, a lot of it is about testing, about observation. And we're some of the best observers to understand, especially coming from a mindset that we're not separate from, but we're part of. Yeah. Then we sit and observe and understand that what's happening there is happening here. And so now we have all the new sciences and stuff saying, you know, the whole thing between observer and observed. And, and we're just sort of like, well, and what's the question? What's right. the problem? <laughs> yeah. We've known that it's all one along. hoop of life, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Absolutely. it's really great to see the awakening happening that we have been uh, in ceremony and dance and chant and prayer and out, because we're not just staying by ourselves, we're out in the various places, all the different sectors, you'll find indigenous people. It's just that we're so small in number that people think we're not here, unless we actually name ourselves, unless we bring this beautiful art and the different ways of our knowing out very in a very forward way, which in part of our learning is not to do that. But now we know the time is, Earth is telling us, all over the world I'm hearing from ceremonies, Earth is telling us it is time we all must bring our voices forward. Yeah. We must be in positive action. So I so love what you're doing. Mm. Yeah, it's, mm. it's, it, this is all needed now. Truly, absolutely, Anita. You know, I, I, uh, I'm really eager to ask you about some of the ceremonial work that you do. And I wanna, I wanna wait just to make one more point on the science front. Yes. What strikes me sometimes is I'll be in conversations or even perhaps giving a talk somewhere and somebody might respond saying, oh, I, I don't believe you, I don't agree with this because I have a science background. And I think to myself, well, now wait a minute, lovingly, um, okay, maybe you took a biology class in high school 30 years ago. Maybe you've got an undergraduate degree in some science that you did 20, 30, 40 years ago. But the actual correct response could be, well, that's a wonderful foundation. Now, have you been paying attention to the latest discoveries? And just in the last five, 10 years, our observational instruments, our ability to see the microbiome, our ability to see all the way back to the birth of the universe is absolutely transforming our scientific understanding of reality. And it's coming back around to the indigenous worldview in many respects. And so it just seems in this culture in particular, we have this really big and important opportunity, those of us who were trained in that system, to keep on that journey and catch up to what's being discovered right now. Yes. Well, that's part of the thing. And I love science. Science mm. is part of the hoop of life, too. Mm. But some scientists are still stuck in, but science is only testing and looking at the physical world, the observable. However, even scientists that will accept that know that through quantum physics and the, the, the microbiology, oh my gosh, the thing they all can agree on, there's something more and we don't know. Yeah. So you're right, the right yeah. answer to that kind of stuff, and I hope I do, that is like, 
science never is about denying your experience. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's to ask the question, mm -hmm. tell me more. Mm -hmm. Let's look at that further. And so that's what indigenous people have kept alive, that knowledge. They didn't have the you know, MRIs, these different kinds of testing things, but they did know from observation, from being with, they understood. And so that knowledge, which has preserved so much of our, our land and our waters all over the world, yeah. and now we, knew, we need to use that knowledge. Yeah. And so I love this, seeing this coming together. Or as some of my elders said, no, they're just catching up. Yeah, yeah. But, and it's wonderful because it's not about, oh, I'm here first and you're here for that. It's like, it's time. We're mm -hmm. all interconnected. So let's get on with it because life itself is just telling us, you know, we need to change some of the things we're doing and some of it regenerating the earth and, you know, and paint, it's a force protecting them and everything. So yeah, it's an exciting time. It's mm -hmm. challenging. Yeah. But boy, we, we get to really matter in what every thought we have, everything we say. And science is, is just re, reaffirming what we already knew. Absolutely. I'm so struck, Anita, that I've been invited to a few indigenous ceremonies over the years. And they have been among my most uh, profound and impactful experiences. And I know that you do a lot of ceremonial work all over the planet with a lot of different traditional wisdom keepers. And I was hoping you might tell us a bit about that and, and talk to us a bit about what are the duration of some of these ceremonies that you engage in and, and what is the unique form of wisdom that comes through there that maybe doesn't in a boardroom with spreadsheets, for example. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is there's ceremony is a certain particular kind of sacredness with a particular structure and for millennium of uh, language, dance, chanting, medicine, connecting with through plants and things. However, I have to start with first saying is that I am in connection with the sacred. All of us are at every moment. It's just whether we want to pay attention to it or not. That doesn't mean to say that everyone and everything is always operating in a sacred way, but it, it, and it, at the essence is sacredness. So that's powerful. But ceremonies, I've been in so many. I'm so fortunate that um, both from being young and my grandmother with her second ceremonies that she would teach us, but um, as a young girl going to college here at, in Colorado, I began immediately hooking up with just so many different people, friends from various tribes, and they're so gracious and loving to bring you in, whether it's in sweats or, um, which can last just a handful of hours, um, and prayer and fire, and, or what I just was in um, Kyrgyzstan, with beautiful, first time to be to Kyrgyzstan, and mm. seven days of ceremony, Apila Colorado led that group, she's a um, Oneida elder, and we had 12 indigenous women from all over the world and then 12 local indigenous women. And they uh, invited us to be with them as they showed us their ceremony and had us participate. And the focus of that whole week was about unity. And we know that's what we're talking about. We're mm -hmm. all interconnected unity, but particularly because what's coming up is the women's voices. Mm -hmm. And for women's so I just have to say, two eagles are flying by the windows right now. You might catch one of them. Mm -hmm. You see, there are several mm -hmm. of them that have been flying. But anyway, um, so 
Yes, uh -oh, audience. Uh -oh. Oh, it was a really beautiful <laughs> blessing that we have them coming through. But so they were, um, particularly because in, in the different ceremonies in different parts of the world is coming through, it is time for women to lead, help us lead from the heart. It's not to say men are left behind. Men have heart. Men have the feminine parts themselves, just like women have the masculine parts. Mm -hmm. But it's saying this must lead. And so in their ceremonies, it was beautiful. We use prayer um, bundles. They use uh, wool because it's so plentiful in the foothills of the Himalayas where they, um, they graze and stuff. And so we had these thousands of prayers and they showed us how they create their fire with this uh, dipping it in ghee and creating this pyramid and we're all in song and dance and it just evolved. There was some structure to it, but it was also evolving. And um, what is true is that you get to have inside of you resonate because there's a knowing, as scientists know, we don't really understand how everything works, how light works, how, well, how does this turn into that? In that state, there is so openness of the heart to everything. So the spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, it's all there along with the great mystery. And so what happens is like what just happened here. We'd be in ceremony and it would be cloudy and somehow one ray of sun would come in right into the center of the ceremony. It'd be cloudy and all of a sudden not only is that one ray coming but we'd look up and not only eagles are circling but other species of bird are circling. Or in another place where we were in ceremony and we were smoking the pipe and those plentiful deer, but they'd come over and brush and touch and lean on us. Mm. It's just, mm. I think what's happening is, as we understand, as you know, um, trees talk to trees, animals talk to, and we, yeah. can, we can really be in presence of each other. We are in communication if we just be still and listen with the softest part of our ears and the softest part of our hearts. And so there was this knowing that in the face of all the horror, the challenges that are happening, the destruction, in just about every sector, all of these other life beings are for life and they're here for us. And you must know that with what the beautiful work you do with the earth and, oh my gosh, I was just so excited when you were telling me what you do and I'm like, whoa, yeah. yay. Yeah. I, I think part of the joy in the work we all can engage in, in regeneration and restorative practices, working with soil, working with plants and other species, is that it enhances our quality of life. It, it, does. it truly fills us with an energy that, yeah, we can understand how the microorganisms in soil can penetrate our skin, can influence our serotonin production and our neurobiochemistry. Yeah, the science is starting to really put that together. And the fundamental fact is it absolutely changes our experience of life. It does. And it's such a gift. We are so blessed to be on this miraculous planet. And I love describing it sometimes as a spaceship that is so well engineered, yes. we ordinarily don't even have to worry about the life support systems. And I know in many uh, indigenous traditions, you know, deer has deer's role in the ecosystem, beaver has beaver's role, uh, wolf has wolf's role, and the humans are this very peculiar species that really don't have a role in the ecosystem per se, 
but have a super special role of stewardship of that place. And that as we get away from that knowing, boy, destructive and dangerous things can happen. However, as we open that listening part, that soft part of ear, that soft part of heart, and truly embrace that aspect of our role being here on this beautiful, miraculous planet, my goodness, we can transform almost instantaneously with that kind of knowledge. Yes, absolutely right. And I would say we do have a role because of our millennia that we've been here and when we've been staying in connection, I think about the, you know, terrible fires that had happened in California, um, uh, you know, not that long ago. And um, I happened to be there uh, after the really bad one in Napa Valley, Sonoma and that whole area there. And I was uh, with some of the uh, tribes, some of the leaders from the tribe there, and they showed us that for several decades, they were going to the city councils mm-hmm. saying, please, we need to do this burn, this dog patch. This is always, that's the positive relationship. There's a certain kind of control burn so that the animals have more, so that human, it's all in balance. It doesn't mean not touching it. Right. In some situations, it means actually engaging because we're part of that hoop. And mm-hmm. so lo and behold, they showed us the, the latest which was a m- couple of months before the big fires were, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars of damage. But they were too afraid to listen to this knowledge of like when yeah. you do it, how you do it. That's just it. It's just not flippant. It's really yeah. from a long, long study and knowledge to be able to do this. So exciting now to see when scientists and indigenous people mm-hmm. are coming together, business people, philanthropists, all the different sectors, yeah. education, because there's not any one area where we can't make a difference. So yeah. uh, that leads me to something I have to say, because yeah. because women's voices. So I love that in reversing global warming, clearly the work you're doing is so critical. But uh, number, I think is six or seven, is education of girls. And so we know that all over the world, if we do that, then the girls make better decisions, not only about family planning, but they always give back and it's connected to the people, to the earth, to, you know, doing small gardens, all these kinds of things that are like, oh, well, that's girl stuff. No, this is Mm -hmm. human stuff. This is hoop of life stuff. This is what's being called Mm -hmm. forward. So I'm just, it's exciting and it does change. One of the ways also that I think it changed things for people that I have to tell people, no, I'm not drinking anything. I'm not on anything because they're like, you're, you're happy so much of the time. And I said, well, I have <laughs> challenges. I'm a human being. However, I never, ever, and I don't use that word very often, never, ever feel alone. I get lonely. Yeah. That's a human condition but I'm never alone because I know that I'm connected to all this. Sitting here with you, obviously I'm not alone, but the oxygen I'm breathing, thank you trees who've taken the carbon and given me this oxygen, Mm. this earth that this house, my home sits on, the beautiful rocks, I mean, just everything. So, oh my gosh, the universe really is working in our favor. As you said before, like you almost don't have to do anything. Well, we are in a place now because we've done so many things not well. We yeah. have to be in positive action, yeah. but we have everything conspiring in our favor. So beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it, Anita. You know, you mentioned earlier about the unity. Mm. And I know that in the uh, Four Sacred Gifts, the book you wrote, that's, that's one of the, the Four Sacred Gifts. And I was hoping you could tell us a bit about each of the four, what they are and, and how they 
apply in these times in particular? Oh, they're so relevant. A Mohican elder, um, Don Coyas uh, at White Bison, had a um, vision back in the early 90s. In that vision was the call from life itself, spirit was calling, and to bring together elders and to build this hoop of a hundred eagle feathers. And that in this ceremony, they were to put the gifts in the hoop from elders from all over the world, from different traditions, to help us remember. Because human beings have forgotten. They've forgotten that they're part of the hoop of life, not separate. They've forgotten that in order to have harmony and balance, they needed to have, remember how to be in connection with themselves, their head and hearts, their bodies, their minds, and with other being, other people, and all nature and earth, all of it. So they put these four gifts in there, and there's no secret. So um, it's a beautiful book because it has all these indigenous wisdom elders speaking and stories related to now. The four gifts to help each of us remember how to be in right relationship with ourselves and each other are first the gift of the power to forgive the unforgivable. Mm -hmm. And we can all imagine, we all have things that we may say, oh, that's just not forgivable. However, that's an energy drain. And if, to really free up your love of self as well as love of others, forgiving the unforgivable. And it doesn't mean we forget mm -hmm. um, and that we don't seek new systems and structures so those injustices don't happen, yeah. but also means we're free yeah. to be able to use our energy what we want to create. So the power mm -hmm. to forgive the unforgivable. Mm -hmm. The second one is the power of unity, and we can come back to that because I know this okay. is what we really want to focus a lot on is power of unity. Unity will take all of us. And now I'm talking not just two-legged, it's all of us to create a thr thriving world. Mm. And then the third gift is the gift of healing. Mm -hmm. And healing for indigenous people isn't like go to the pharmacy and take something. I'm not saying don't do that. It's mm. great. Sacred, that sacred thing that we've created some of these medicines and stuff. However, healing is more of a process rather than an event. And it's something all of us have. And it's healing all the time. We can help each other heal. We can help heal ourselves starting from the inside out. And that is an ongoing gift. Oh gosh, I have to heal. And it was, yay, I get to heal again and again and again. Mm -hmm. From the small wounds and the big wounds. And then the fourth gift I just adore is the power of hope in action, yes. which is needed this time. We need hope because some of these things we look at, they look so desperate. Like, how are we going to deal with this? I think of the fires in Brazil, like, oh my gosh, this is a horror. It is. And it absolutely, we go to the depths of it. It's, anger and fear and go further and it's love that's calling forward mm -hmm. and so that we can see things that maybe we can't see through our senses right now but we know are possible that we can do these innovative things that we can come together i think of notre dame burning down and billions of dollars coming well we have a situation where i think billions of dollars would come but we also have a national there's the human mm -hmm. beings who are saying no we don't want your help however that's not to say, oh, well, we can't do anything. No, mm. this, is, this is the opportunity for us and the forest is asking us and the indigenous people there and all the other people, like it's time, it's time to be in action. And so there's organizations you can help like um, Amazon Watch or Pachamama Alliance or many of the tribes directly receiving funds. It's, it's so necessary because these are the lungs of our earth. Yeah. So those four gifts, the power to forgive the unforgivable, the power of unity, the power of healing, and the power of hope in action. Use these four gifts. And Spirit said, you will then remember. 
And I have been using those gifts since 1995. I've incorporated, incorporated them into my teaching of leaders at all different levels and corporations. And no matter where I am, people, when I share the whole story of how they came to be and a lot more detail, people, slow down, slow down. We want to write down the four gifts. doesn't matter what language, because we all know these are already exist inside mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's about using them. And when you do, then you're able to be present to what is, and then collectively we're able also to then to co-create, use our energy to do that mm -hmm. rather than more suffering. Yeah. That's what we, that's what life's calling for. So that our children have a great place. I know you have a son and I have two sons, mm -hmm. but it's our children, it's our children's children, it's other species children. You know, we, we get to really make a difference. Yeah, absolutely yeah. beautiful. I have a daughter also. You do? Yes. Oh, well, her too. Don't She's leave her incredible. out. She's an no. incredible healer, actually. Oh, good. Yes. yes. That needs to... Yeah. Thank you. I can tell from your smile. You support that. All of that. That my grandmother, because she came from Mexico, she's Azteca, neighbors built higher walls in the backyards because they were like, who is this woman mm. doing this stuff outside and <laughs> taking children out there? So we used to... She taught us how to connect in part to the earth and the plants. We'd come at dark. In the morning, she'd take us outside and we'd stand by our garden with the sunflowers. And the light would come up and we'd turn to where the sunflower is looking. We'd go play every hour for a whole day from sunrise to sunset. We'd go back to that spot five minutes in silence. And whoa, the mm. lesson learned with our bare feet on the ground and following being with that flower. You know, it's powerful. That has served me as a social scientist in so many ways. And in talking now to other kinds of science, scientists, biologists, and they go like, yeah, right. We're talking about life seeks life. Mm. You know, I, that's, that's what needs to guide us. So following the light. It's so <laughs> beautiful. And, and the sunflower is such an amazing uh, phenomenon and metaphor. And I imagine most of our audience knows this, but perhaps if you don't, that the sunflower literally tracks and faces the sun throughout the day. And I recently uh, stumbled across a, a little study that uh, showed that people are observing that when really dark clouds show up, instead of facing sun, sunflowers will face each other. Yes. And it's like, wow, what what an amazing, amazing It is totally. Symbol. I totally, and I think about my grandmother who had no, um, my grandmother Medina had no formal education, was one of the wisest, wisest women. And that's what I'm seeing all over. There, there are indigenous wisdom keepers who are PhDs and law and all sorts of science, but there are also ones who've not had hardly any education. And I'll tell you, I don't want to move out of their presence when they begin to speak and share or just following them in silence. It's like, oh my God. Mm. And that's the reality is we don't judge each other is that knowing that just watching those like those eagles fly, something yeah. was being transmitted, right? Yeah. And that there's beauty and there's value in beauty, but it's also something that part of that's giving us life. So it's, mm. it's all of it matters. Mm. It's really just, I'm very excited about, I'm about to travel again. So I'll be going to some more um, indigenous gatherings and, mm. and some of them are only indigenous people but also so many of them are like what we're having here. Mm -hmm. It's from all four directions. Mm -hmm. So we have from the red direction, from the yellow direction, black direction, white direction, human beings from all these different knowing that they're being called. 
um, philanthropists, business people, scientists, um, wisdom keepers, young people. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, the young people who are teaching us so much. They know in such a no, profound way, you know, like this, yeah. let's get going and inviting us to be part of part of making this shift, you know, that's so needed. Yes. I just, to me, it's like every day I wake up and I'm just like so grateful mm -hmm. to be alive and in this beautiful place that I, um, that I get to caretake. Um, I, it's hard to say I own it because it's not, I'm just caretaking it and it brings such gifts and a uh, place to rest in between then going back out and doing the work. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. so sanctuary blessed. here. It huh? is a sanctuary. Yeah. It's very much. I it, I really feel it being here with you, and um, I'm grateful, and I sense so much of that gratitude through everything you're describing. Must be part of that wellspring of that joy that you experience on the regular basis. It is, and again, some people are like, oh, you're just being Pollyannish, or no, there's suffering. You know, I have mm. lost. I have an uncle who's. Uh, 97 and I know he's being hospice right now so mm. you know I have to figure out a way to do my client work and then get to him and um, and he's lived a beautiful life yeah. and he, he would say it's all happening just right with all his children around him and, mm. and it, it's it's all perfect and we know as indigenous people everything is changing just like the season just like the seed becomes the the flower and then goes back to seed or you know all the different things and microorganisms that work the the insect all of it it's all here meant in this beautiful dance this um amazing intimate interconnection mm -hmm. that that i have a hard time nor do i want to staying down i allow myself because it's not good to hide so if you're feeling bummed out depressed or overwhelmed look at that that's your find out where it's in your body take a look at that and, and then allow it It'll move through it mm -hmm. and that's what i found is like go deeper go deeper that's what my elders have taught me and it's there's something that happens when you do it in connection with others in that yeah. circle yeah. then the healing happens and with that on that mother earth and with all these beings with us it's just yeah it just gives you all this energy and that's what we are ultimately right science mm -hmm. knows that we're for energy. <laughs> yeah. So it's how do we choose to use our energy? <laughs> yeah, you know, part of what I sense in this, yes, there's so much emphasis on the relationships. It is. And the awareness of the relationships. And I think for some of us, there's also an invitation to deepen into our courage. Mm. Sometimes I think some of this requires some courage. And I know, Anita, that you're probably so steeped on this path that you've exercised courage for a long long time almost like it must be second nature now and yeah. and i and i just I, I invite a lot of our audience who are maybe you know dipping the toe in the water or thinking about just kind of opening up awareness and heart space uh, thinking about doing more uh, ceremonial and healing work alone and in relationship with others to to acknowledge the courage that's that's required and to celebrate that. This is not necessarily easy work all the time. No, it's not. But again, that gift of healing is there. And, and you're right. So sometimes people say, oh, well, look, you look beautiful. Mm. But my, my story doesn't start that. I have always had this incredible indigenous elders around me. But I also had a big mm. secret for a lot of years where for, for age 4 to 13, I was a, a victim of, of rape, repeatedly incest. Mm. 
And then at age 13, my father is murdered. It's race-related. They, mm. they think of, thought he was, they didn't know he was Mexican, Native American. They thought he was black. And it was during those horrible 60s and it still mm. happens where black people are being killed and, and he lost his life. So many, so many pains, it hurts to be healed. Yeah. But what I found is that getting caught in all that, getting stuck in it, um, actually began taking away my humanity mm. and began causing more suffering to where I'd put up a shield and we would never have had this conversation. I'd be, oh, white guy, you're over there, mm -hmm. you know, no. Mm -hmm. uh, and instead, I realized as I started lowering my shield because I started appreciating more and more of nature and appreciating more and more human beings who saw things in me, mm. that I began to lower that and I realized that armor that I thought was protecting me was killing me, was suffocating me. That, yeah, I'm going to get hurt. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to mm. not make it. But I don't think of them as failures. You know, like, uh, okay, I'm like 40 times closer. I know what doesn't work on that. Yep. All right, yep. thank you. And yep. so it's just, again, it's this mind is like shifting it because mm. we get to decide, we get to choose. And that's what my elders always say, be careful. I remember my grandmother and I remember uh, in the Osage where my co uh, cousin, her cousin lived and we used to go there and the elder would always say, as we were kids sitting on the floor, he said, be careful of what you say. Be careful even what you think. Because once you put that out, you can't take it back. And it'll be like, oh my goodness. He said, now you can put something different out then. You can put out a new thought. We're affecting yep. each other in a 12, 14 foot radius at minimum, yep. our heart rate variability. We know that words, we can do muscle testing and see that it. we can actually cause people to become weak by sending these these horrible mm. messages mm. to each other. But we also, when we're grounded, when we're connected with the water, mm -hmm. with the earth, people can send all sorts of things and your body doesn't weaken. Yeah. All sorts of things. We have much more control over what we thought were involuntary systems of ours, our digestion, everything. We, we're so lucky that we mm. get to know this, but the elders were teaching this all along. And I'm just like, I'm just like so grateful that you taught me this. Mm. And now I get to see the science in it too. But you were the first scientist. So why yep. wouldn't you have told me this? <laughs> oh, that's absolutely beautiful. It gives me the shivers. I love it. <laughs> Anita, thank you for sharing such a personal part of your story and journey also. I know that that's very powerful medicine and I want to just honor and acknowledge that. Thank you for doing that. Cause sometimes people, it can be overwhelming. Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, incest. Mm -hmm. She's Mexican named She must've had a hard time getting her business going. Her father's murdered. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, poverty. And now you know, why I mm -hmm. share that is cause I want people to know you are not your circumstances. Mm -hmm. We are these sacred beings here for a purpose, honoring these vessels, honoring all the other vessels, all the other beings, and everything can shift and change. Mm -hmm. And you can expedite that yeah. or you can slow it down. Right. right. And these four gifts, I go back to the four gifts because these wisdom keepers heard it, they knew. Thank you, Don Coyas and all of them. Oh my gosh, that we use these four gifts and we can remember. And that's life-giving. That's why I say my purpose is, you know, to help people discover and trust their gifts so they can be a life-giving connection to themselves and others. That's, that's, that's a love. Absolutely Yeah, that's the good medicine. Well, let me um, remind our audience that uh, this is the Why on Earth Community's Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series. And today we are visiting with Dr. Anita Sanchez. 
And I want to mention a few websites because uh, I'm sure folks are interested to get more information and to get uh, copies of the book uh, for uh, the mm -hmm. Four Sacred Gifts. You can go to foursacredgifts.com. It's all spelled out. We'll put this in the show notes. Also, uh, Pachamama Alliance is at pachamama.org. Bioneers is at bioneers.org. And you can connect with Anita a number of different ways on LinkedIn. She's at Anita-Sanchez. Twitter is Dr. Anita Sanchez, all one word. Instagram, same thing as Twitter. And uh, Anita-Sanchez.com, SanchezTennis.com. <laughs> and on Facebook, it's Anita Sanchez PhD. And I also want to take a moment to thank our many sponsors and supporters who make this work possible. And that includes several individuals and families who have joined our monthly giving program. Many, many thanks to all of you. And this is an opportunity for any of you to support on a monthly basis the podcast series, as well as the community mobilization work that we're doing all over the country and throughout the world with our network of ambassadors. If you haven't joined yet and you would like to, you can go to whyonearth.org support. You can join at any level. When you join, I will send you an email with a special code that will allow you to unlock for free all of our ebook and audiobook resources unlimited quantities. You can share this with as many friends, family, co-workers, colleagues as you would like. And so we really appreciate your support and your engagement. I would also like to thank our sponsors, and this includes the Association of Waldorf Schools of North America, Earth Coast Productions, Equal Exchange, the International Society of Sustainability Professionals, the Lidge Family Foundation, Madera Outdoor, Patagonia, Purium and Wele Waters. A big thanks to all of you for your support and uh, for our audience. If you want, you can go check out some special discount codes using the code Why on Earth at many of those uh, sponsors' sites. So just keep that in mind. And uh, you know, I am I'm so thrilled and excited, Anita, that we have this opportunity to visit with you today. And I was hoping we could spend a little more time talking about this grandmother statue behind us and, mm -hmm. and what it symbolizes. And I'm hoping those of you who are tuned into the video that you can see this. Behind us is this beautiful, beautiful sculpture. Yes, yes. Um, so um, being half indigenous and I've had the opportunity to work with indigenous people all over, oftentimes they end up um, you know, selling their, their beautiful art but the meaning of this is so, for many indigenous people, of course, how they teach is just like my grandmother taught us. It, um, you know, it's not with PowerPoint slides or in fancy buildings. It's through the oral history, sharing the stories, the stories of the people. And so you see her mouth open and she's singing or talking and sharing the stories. And there's 140 babies on her here. And they're all listening, taking that in. Uh, it's powerful. And on the other side of me is I'm blocking right now is, is a male and he's also doing the same thing. So the it's storytellers are female and male and and animals. I have some storytellers that are um, turtles sharing the wisdom. But that this is what is happening is that um, 
we are all sharing what we know to be true. And for indigenous people, it is so essential now more than ever for us to share with each other. And mm. so that's what you're, you're allowing to have happen with all the work that you're doing and all those amazing sponsors. Just mm. I send them blessings mm. because every, every, you know, you don't know who you're touching, who's then comes alive what their contribution is in the world. But for now, everyone needs to step forward with whatever it is. Yeah. And so this storyteller showing us whether in good times, the mm. stories of abundance and plentiful are really challenging times, is that we endure, we persist. Um, there is a saying that I think it's, it's a, a, a Mexican indigenous person, but it's anonymous, I don't have it, it basically said that um, they tried to bury us, mm. but they forgot we were seeds. <laughs> and see, so we're still here because basically indigenous mm -hmm. people have faced genocide pretty much yeah. all over the world, but we're still here yeah. and we're still out and active and we're still protecting the water and the earth and the trees for all of us. It's not just for our own people and nations, for all of us. And so we love when we have the, all these alliances spurring mm, up mm, everywhere mm. and these wonderful sponsors who are helping support your work to make that happen. Yeah. That's, what, that's what's using whatever is your call to do, to mm. be. That's what this storyteller would love that because that's oh. the story she's sharing with all the babies. Oh, so beautiful. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Well, speaking of alliances, I was hoping, could you tell our audience just briefly what what is Pachamama Alliance? What is it doing? And also the same for Bioneers. Yes. Two powerful organizations, um, both 25, 30 years uh, old. Pachamama Alliance, whole purpose and mission is to bring forth an environmentally sustainable, spiritually fulfilling, and socially just human presence on this earth. And one of the major folks, including incredible educational programs that are free, you can go on the site, so he gave you the pachamama.org. You can see what's there and take some of those classes in that. But it's also, our purpose is to preserve um, the Amazon rainforest. We're particularly focused on the sacred headwaters and work with the Ashwar, the Sapra, the 18 tribes there who are the leaders, who are the natural custodians. And so for 20 some years, we've been in alliance with them, um, helping to teach people about why is this is so important, the lungs of our earth. And now people are listening even more with, the, of course, the horror of the fires that are happening in Brazil of Amazon. So all across the Amazons, the people are coming together and all of the world, I see it rising up and saying, no, mm. this cannot be. This is our future. So that's Pachamama Alliance and work and I'm on I, the board. I, I imagine some of our audience has not heard the word Pachamama. Yes. So Pachamama is a beautiful word. Thank you. Yeah. It's a Quechua word, indigenous word from a, a, a nation up in the Andes. And it, most people see it in markets, so it, like, they think it means Mother Earth. And that's powerful. But actually, quich, the, the Quechua word Pachamama means the sacred presence of the earth, the sky, the universe, and all time. So to call oneself Pachamama Alliance, we take really mm. seriously. So we're in collaboration with a lot of people we are really listening to and uh, allying with the indigenous people who have that first of upfront knowledge and wisdom and we'll have great supporters and, and we need more and we need it so much to make permanently preserve the sacred headwaters. So that's the work of Pachamama Beautiful. Alliance. It's just, I, I love it. And every summer I lead a group into the Amazon, to the sacred headwaters 
Um, next one will be in June of 2020 that I'll lead. But Pachamama leads a number of these journeys so you can go in and really get connected to understand. I, I think that more people will be wanting to have that experience. Mm. The Bioneers organization is another amazing organization. It's 30 years old or 31, and I'm on that board. And they have been uh, in the forefront in all the different sectors, bringing forward solutions, educating, cross-pollinating. And they have a real focus on indigenous people, on women, science. I mean, they really, their focus is huge. But they really so lovingly put their arms around all of it and bring forward in an annual conference every October uh, in uh, San Rafael, um, that's California. California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bring together for three days and you just absorb and learn so much, make connections, and mm -hmm. so much comes out. And then they, through radio, we put out a lot of information and communities all over the world right. that, that um, yeah, we have one locally here in Boulder, Colorado, too. Mm -hmm. uh, just continue the learning and continue to inspire the connection and what is, understanding what is each of ours to do and collectively to do to again reverse global warming, to really be in co-creation with life rather than in competition or destructing. Um, so that's a wonderful organization. Mm. Go to bioneers.org and you can learn all about the October next month our our conference. It's really great. That's so beautiful. Well, Anita, I just I want to thank you for taking the time to visit with us today, and I'm really grateful we had the opportunity to share this conversation with with our network and audience. And uh, before we sign off, I'm wondering, is there anything else you'd like to say or share? I think pause. It's so busy. If maybe even before you go to sleep at night, just give a little pause and ask for grace. Ask to bring whatever message needs to come. Because um, in the stillness, in the quiet, I believe that's where we... And it, I'm not talking about it has to be hours or a 50-minute meditation. Just being still and just present to being present in waking time or sleeping time, you, you're bringing forward your gifts. So I, I'd like to, to share that, that um, you are needed and appreciated. Um, yes, and hopefully one day, many of them, although you have thousands and millions of people, so I won't meet them all, but I just wish everyone well, because I know this interconnected hoop of life, we are our supporting on each other's behalf. So, yeah, yeah. that's Absolutely. it for me. Thank you so much, Anita. Thank you. The Why on Earth Community Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series is hosted by Aaron William Perry, author, thought leader, and executive consultant. The podcast and video recordings are made possible by the generous support of people like you. To sign up as a daily, weekly, or monthly supporter, please visit whyonearth.org backslash support. Support packages start at just $1 per month. The podcast series is also sponsored by several corporate and organization sponsors. You can get discounts on their products and services using the code whyonearth, all one word with a Y. These sponsors are listed on the whyonearth.org backslash support page. If you found this particular podcast episode especially insightful, informative, or inspiring, please pass it on and share it with a friend whom you think will also enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And thank you for being a part of the Why on Earth community.